We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. All right, welcome in, Bears fans. It is week two is in the books. The Chicago Bears fall to the Green Bay Packers. 27 to 10 at Lambeau Field. And it was a game that started off pretty good for the Bears. They jumped out to a 7-3 lead. But after that, Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers things. And the Packers pretty much scored 21 unanswered points. Got a 24-7 lead. The Bears kind of fought back, got it down to 14, had a chance to even go in for a touchdown to get it down to seven. But in the end, the Packers do what the Packers do, and they beat the Bears. I'm one of your hosts here on the Bear Report, Zach Pearson. I'm joined here by Usaid Koso. We're going to make this quick. We're going to do a quick recap of this game and try something new here um, as we're live on YouTube, put into a podcast, and kind of break down our thoughts right off the top of our heads um, in terms of this game. You said um, the Bears are one and one, and this one kind of, you know, at the end, it felt like the Bears were kind of getting back into it. But for me, it just it, it felt like they were out of it right after that first drive. They had like three or four three and outs. And from there, it just kind of all went downhill from them. Yeah, you're right. It did go all downhill. And I think what's interesting is the simple fact that it's like you and I were at household in July and August at training camp, right? And one of the things that we hit on so much was the simple fact that this is a team where the offense is terrible. Let's call it how it is now. Is it Matt Nagy, Mark Trustman terrible. I mean, that's still to be determined because there's obviously overreaction from the fan base, but it's very clear that this offense lacks consistency at every level except probably the run game. I would even say the play calling is really inconsistent. So if you're the Bears right now, you're looking at Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery had 19 combined carries for 160 total rushing yards, right? That signals to me that the only thing that's working for the Bears right now is the running game and the simple fact that that's what needs to be the identity of your offense moving forward i understand it's a pass happy league everyone wants to see the deep shots to darnell mooney and wants to see cole Komet eating up the seams but right now i mean justin's confidence i think 
in this passing attack is shattered. And I say that simply because you can just look at his eyes on TV. You can look at his body language. I think the instant impression you get is it's like there's no one to throw to. You know, Equinemia St. Brown's been the most targeted guy. Byron Pringle's been kind of absent from the passing game. Darnell Mooney had basically two targets, but had one reception for negative four yards. Kokomet had nothing on Sunday night. So really, you know, this offense is worse than I think a lot of people thought. And throughout the offseason, especially training camp, when it was a lot of these highlight reel throws, that was just people kind of pumping out a narrative to feel good about themselves. I don't even know if it's worse than we thought. I think that people just didn't want to listen and understand this is not a good offense. The skill positions right now outside of running back are not very good. Justin Fields has not been good. He completed seven of his 11 attempts, 11 attempts. He had 11 attempts in an NFL game in 2022. Cooper Rush today for the Dallas Cowboys, the backup for the Dallas Cowboys digging over for Dak Prescott. I think he had something like 30 passing attempts and led them to a win. He threw for 235. We see this all the time with the Bears. It doesn't matter who's quarterback. doesn't matter who's in charge. For whatever reason, they're stuck. They are stuck in this cycle of we have to have a good run game and a good defense. Maybe the quarterback can be good enough to be a game manager to beat us. No, you have a quarterback who is talented. You have a quarterback who showed you tonight he can scramble and move out of the pocket, keep plays alive, play to his strengths, move the pocket. Now, here's what I have the issue with is – I don't know if it's the wide receivers not getting open, if it's Justin Fields holding the ball too long, if it's the scheme, the Bears just don't trust Justin Fields, or all of that. Because week one, throw it away. Like, yeah, the Bears caught the 49ers at a wrong time. If the Bears and 49ers play in, you know, the next, well, let's say let's within the next five weeks, if they were to play somehow on the schedule, it never happened. The 49ers would probably win that game nine times out of ten. The Bears caught them at a good time. It was a monsoon. You can't judge a lot on Justin Fields, and I, and I think from that game, and I think a lot of people, you know, no offense, I'll take this the wrong way, but maybe overreacted and thought, okay, the Bears' offense is back, they're good. They got touched on a blown coverage assignment where he found Dante Pettis who came back to the ball wide open. He did have a good throw for another touchdown to EQ St. Brown and a really designed, well-designed play. They had two guys open, but where was all of that stuff last or tonight? Like. There was no one getting open. There was the one where um, St. Brown was open down the sideline, might have a step. Um, if Fields didn't see him, he's holding on to the ball too long. That's on him. Darnell Mooney looked like, you know, he didn't, he wasn't open, but he had a, maybe a step on, on the DB and Stokes, but the ball was overthrown and nowhere near him. Give your receiver a chance. So I think it's kind of a mixture of everything. I don't think the Bears trust Justin Fields right now enough in pass protection. I mean, you, you look at it, they were running the ball so well. In the second half, they had that drive of like eight straight runs with Montgomery and Herbert. Um, that stuff should open up the run game. Take your chances – or open up the pass game. I'm sorry. Take your chances. Like it, it's just – it's frustrating because like we're, we're here about this West Coast offense. It's outside run zone scheme. That's fine. But at some point you have to throw the football to win games in the NFL. And I don't know how anyone watches this and looks at it and says, well, you know, there was some positives tonight for the Bears outside the run game. There, there really wasn't much. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, and switching over to kind of the defensive side of the ball here, like, look, we saw some positives on defense. You know, we saw Travis Gibson, Robert Quinn come up with a couple sacks. Justin Jones had a couple key stops in the backfield. But then ultimately, I think the same thing rings true, right? It's just that the secondary, which a lot of people and myself included, had kind of labeled as a strength of their the Bears defense, which I still believe this defense can be a strength. I mean, did have its breakdown at times. You're looking at Kyler Gordon, who was picked on all night. You're looking at Jaquan Brisker, who obviously was in a position to make plays, but really wasn't in a position to make plays. And then there were just overall times where it was kind of undisciplined play by the defense, which really cost the Bears. I mean, I tweeted this and said the Bears had three penalties in week one. We too, they had, I think it was three penalties in the first half alone, you know? So it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, for those of us that are going to be realistic, like we kind of went into the year knowing it wasn't going to be a good year. Um, We also looked at the way the Packers lost last year and I'm sorry, last week and knew that this was definitely going to be the redemption tour, but Ultimately, I mean, from start to finish, you could tell that the Packers were in full control. And it's like, you know, you had mentioned in one of our game day chats on Bear Report, which is available for subscribers if you want to join that. Um, the simple fact is it's like the Packers have done one thing consistently over the last couple of years. They've taken advantage of the Bears' mistakes in every single game. The Bears, unfortunately, though, do not capitalize on taking advantage of the Packers' mistakes. Yeah, just on the defense, you know, it, the, the bad tackling is unacceptable. I mean, that was just atrocious tackle. Like, that, you cannot have that. They were missing tackles left and right. The Packers were running at ease whenever they wanted to um, in this game. A.J. Um, AJ Dillon finished with 61 yards and 18 carries. Aaron Jones had 132 on 15 carries. The Packers were going to run the ball. And they were going to do it from the start of the game. And they're going to run down the Bears' throats. And that's pretty much what they did. And there was a lot of missed tackles. There was bad penalties for the Bears. They finished with seven for 50 yards, seven accepted for 50 yards. Roquan Smith had an awful game out there um, in terms of pursuit. Yeah, he did. I believe he did lead the team in tackles or was right up there uh, tied with uh, Nicholas Morrow. He just wasn't good in his pursuit and angles. He was struggling out there. Um and then, yeah, you mentioned it, you know, Kyler Gordon, he's a rookie. This is a second game in the NFL, okay? He's going to get picked on when you have a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. We have to give it up to him. 
He's a great quarterback. When we have a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you're gonna he's gonna find the weak spots in your defense. And that's not to say that Kyler Gordon is gonna be a bad player for his career. No, this is how you learn. This is how you take this, you take this to the film, you come back next week and, and you get better. I mean, he had a terrible game. He'll admit it as well. He's a rookie, though. He's gonna get picked on by Aaron Rodgers. Overall, in that secondary, you know, they really didn't target Jalen Johnson at all. Um, uh, I believe maybe that one target. I don't. I don't even know if they had a target on him. I have to go back and look at the stats. But he's gonna find the the weak zone. Like they're gonna find the weak zone in the defense, and that's what it was. And then you have penalties, and then you have missed tackling. Guys don't stay true to their gap assignments. Um, they did force a. They, well, they forced the fumble. Um, eh, recovering one could have had two. Um, to kind of keep him in the game there at the end. But, yeah, just it just wasn't a good game overall. And it just kind of felt like the score, you know, got kind of close there. The Bears had a chance to to put it down to within seven. But it kind of still felt like they were far away from everything. And it was one of those, you know, Aaron Rodgers was, uh, unloaded his, his clip in the, in the second quarter. Second half, they just kind of cruised control. And it's just something we've seen from this for a long time. But looking at this, um, I want to bring the stat up. I, I honestly just lost it. I believe there's been two games before tonight. There's been two games in NFL history where a quarterback has, okay, here it is. The bears had 11 pass attempts in the 27, 10 loss tonight. This is from Jack Miller. O2 on Twitter since 2000. There's only two instances of a team having fewer pass attempts in a double digit loss. Denver did it in 2020 week 12. And Houston did it in um, 2025 or 2005 with David Carr going six of nine, 48 yards. Um, Kendall Hilton was a Denver one. I believe he was a running back or a wide receiver. They had to put on their team from the practice squad. They could play quarterback. So yeah, during the COVID year, it's just, it's, it's incredible, man. It's just, we're in 2022 and the bears offense kind of looks like this. It's just, I don't know, man. It's very it's, – it's disappointing. I'm not giving up on Justin Fields. I don't think anyone should give up on Justin Fields. But I think fans should understand this is a rebuilding year. Like, yeah, they won week one. Everyone should be happy. That's good. They're going to win some more games. They're probably going to get better as the year goes on. There's going to be struggles, though. Like, there's going to be struggles from Justin Fields. There's going to be struggles from the offense, struggles from the defense. It's just going to happen. This is just This is not as good of a team as people want it to be right now. Um, and they're just, you know, going to have to chug, kind of chug along the rest of the season. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, they certainly are going to have to chug along. It's 
look, it's incredibly, the Bears are an incredibly polarizing team, right? Because when we look at the offseason, I mean, if we're being honest, and let me just take a step back here. I've got NFL GSIS pulled up, and I'm looking at the receiving stats. You've got Equinemius St. Brown basically at four targets, two receptions. I mean, the two guys that I think we all thought were really going to pop off this year, Darnell Mooney had two targets for one reception, negative four yards. Cole Komet had one target, zero receptions. Like, Mooney and Komet were non-factor. Komet, Komet dropped – I mean, he dropped a throwing pass a catch. You have to catch that ball. Yeah, exactly. So it's like Komet and Mooney have been non-factors this year. And this was a major debate, I think, all throughout the offseason. You can kind of see that maybe Ryan Poles was a bit too patient in terms of how he went about addressing the wide receiver room and just the lack of playmakers on this team. Because right now, I mean, let's call it how it is, through two games, and I don't think it's necessarily an overreaction because I think two games is plenty of time to kind of look at where a team may be, especially a young team like this. And you could argue that Poles was a bit too patient in terms of addressing the playmaker situation and that they probably should have, instead of drafting four offensive linemen, went out and got, you know, another wide receiver on day three. Just take a flyer on a low-risk, high-reward guy. and then they, don't have good, around the- they just don't have good skill position players outside of running backs. That's, that's, that's how it is. I'm not to, I don't mean to interrupt you, but people have been saying this all offseason. And then when like the national media says the Bears are not going to be a good team, and when um, you, you look and they say, well, they don't really have any good wide receivers. Like, they don't have good wide receivers. Colquitt has to take a step forward in this game. They, they, it's just the truth. Don't. And I'm not saying they're going to be an awful bottom, you know, number or worst team in the league or anything like that. There's not going to be a good team. They're probably going to be where I thought they're going to be six to seven wins this year. But yeah, go on with your point. They just, they just don't have good skill position players. Yeah. You know, so it's like you look at it. I mean, and you know, these players like a DJ Chark or a Juju Smith Schuster, they went for relatively cheap deals compared to what a typical wide receiver market contract would look like. And so it's like having those guys, I think right now would have made everyone a bit more confident in this passing game, but ultimately that's just not the case, you know? So it's one of those where it's like you look at next year and looking ahead to 2023 because it's just firmly ingrained in everyone's mind because that's when the Bears and Ryan Poles as well as Matt Eberflus can start kind of building the team that they want to build. The way I think things are going to go down is that there's going to be a bit of a conundrum because it's going to be do you spend, you know, do you overpay for a wide receiver and free agency even though knowing it's not the strongest class or do you spend a high draft pick on a wide receiver knowing that you probably are still going to have to go ahead and add an edge rusher, right? So the thing is, I think from start to finish, it's one of those things where it's like, this is a team that's not very ta- – it's got talent, but that talent needs to learn to play yeah. together cohesively, okay? There's talent at individual positions like quarterback and running back. But then again, the offense just has to play better. I mean, and I think that – Something no one's talking about enough, and I would love to get your thoughts on this, is where the hell is Darnell Mooney? I mean, this is a guy who had 600 yards as a rookie, had a 1,000-something receiving yards as a sophomore, but year three just has been completely non-existent and failed to make any impact tonight. 
Uh, yeah, Darnell Mooney, one reception, negative four yards, had two targets um, in the game. Last week he had – I'm pulling it up right here. Um, he did not have a target last week. So no targets – or no, he had three. He had three targets last week, one reception, eight yards. So he has two receptions, four yards on four targets um, in two games. And, yeah, that's your guy. That's the guy that's supposed to be your, your number one wide receiver. And he's struggling. They're, they're, they're really struggling with the, with the wide receiver position. This is, this is what we saw in training camp. This is what we saw all offseason. And now you're seeing it in the regular season. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to run the football. They're going to play good defense to keep them in games like we saw, you know, last week and we saw today. Um, it could have got a lot uglier today. But they're going to need Justin Fields to elevate his game. They're going to need the wide receivers to elevate their game, tight ends to elevate their game. Um, let's see, Ryan Griffin had a reception for 18 yards on, on, on one target. Cole Komet had one target, zero catches. Um, yeah, it, it's not good. I mean, EQ St. Brown, two receptions, 39 yards, four targets. Yeah, it's a struggle, man. It's just, it's, this is a disappointing outcome. Um, you know, it, it shouldn't be because this happens all the time with Green Bay, but you're right. The bears are going to build this how they want to build it. There's going to be some growing pains and, um, we just kind of have to go along with it. I, I just, you yeah. They didn't stop fighting this game. I think that's good. I, I they did not stop fighting in this game. They could have easily laid down in the, at the end. Um, they, they fought back. The defense is playing hard. The offense is playing hard. Throw this one away in the trash, man. Move on to Houston and show and prove it. This year is about Justin Fields' development. That's all it's about. And and right now, when you're only giving him 11 passing attempts, the development is is what are you doing? It's about his development. Yeah, and you know, here's the um I think here's the reality of it as we kind of continue to wrap this whole thing up, right? Is they I don't care like I don't care if Justin Fields goes out there and makes a mistake because he needs to learn, right? I don't care if these young guys like Tevin Jenkins, Larry Morham, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, them making mistakes doesn't matter because this is an incredibly young core that needs to learn just how to play NFL football the right way. So if Justin, you know, there's times where he makes a decision, you're like, okay, I understand why he makes that decision. There's times where, you know, you look at him and you're like, okay, that was a completely forced decision. You could mark that down as a bad decision. There's other times where it's like the decision could go good or completely bad. So, Ultimately, when it comes to Justin, right, I think that they need to focus on just letting him play. It's like open up the passing game, stop playing conservative, stop playing scared. Just let him go out there. There's no point in handcuffing him because handcuffing him has not done him any good at this point. Justin, even at Ohio State, was the type of player who it was just, hey, just go out and play, and that's the end of it. Yeah, just I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, they gotta let them. They gotta let them open it up a little more. They, I cannot see eleven passing attempts. I get it. In the rain last week against the 49ers, you know, I, I understand that he had the seventeen passing attempts. The conditions were terrible. This week though, eleven against Green Bay. Open it up. Air it out. Um, let's see what you got. But yeah, that'll wrap things up here for this episode. Um, a quick reaction. We'll be doing this pretty much after every game. 
um, this season. So check back with us. Please rate, review, subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. Helps out both of our podcasts. We're on Apple, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all the major podcasting platforms as part of the Blue Wire Network. Um, please check out our YouTube channel. It's just Bear Report. It helps us um, with that. Videos we posted on that throughout the week. Um, and, yeah, and then we'll have a new episode of the Bear Report podcast coming this week as well as picks for polls. You can follow the Bear Report on Twitter at Bear Report. You can follow Twitter at Zach Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. Um, you say where they can, where can they follow you on Twitter at? Yeah, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Usaid Koshal. Check out my work on the Bear Report as well. I've got two articles a week dropping on the Bears and then a third article dropping every Monday or Tuesday morning. That's just a quick NFC North recap. Yes, and then we'll be back next week with also another episode of this. And, yeah, until then, everyone, please stay safe. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com